If you didn't think so before, well, apparently the United States now basically、uh, hates Taiwan. I mean, you could kind of guess that, but let's get into the story so that you can kind of understand what's going on. So apparently, the White House brushes off a deleted Taiwan tweet as an honest mistake. So the White House on Thursday dismissed the deletion of a tweet with an image of Taiwan's flag by its COVID response team as an honest mistake. This was an honest mistake that was made by the team handling graphics and social media, and should not in any way be viewed as a shift in official U.S. policy. When we recognized the mistake, we removed the tweet. Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Said at the White House daily press briefing, she said the U.S. remains committed to the One China policy, which recognizes the People's Republic of China but not Taiwan's independence. China believes Taiwan is part of its territory despite its democratic self-rule. And Saki also noted the Taiwan Relations Act, which provides a foundation for the U.S. informal relations with the island nation. So the White House COVID response team this week posted a tweet that included the flag of Taiwan and those of other nations that got coronavirus vaccine doses from the U.S. Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen retweeted it. The White House's posting was then removed on Wednesday. Thank you to the U.S. for your generosity. Together we will beat this pandemic, she said, according to Reuters. Early Thursday, Taiwan's foreign ministry asked Washington not to cause unnecessary speculation or misunderstanding from all walks of life due to the removal of the related tweets. So, the U.S. sent 2.5 million doses of the Moderna vaccine to Taiwan in June amid pressure from China, which considers Taiwan part of its territory. So, here's the thing that you gotta really understand about this situation. So a lot of people don't really know what's going on when it comes to like China and Taiwan, but the thing that you gotta understand, China simply just wants to take a hundred percent control over Taiwan, right? Like they want to own Taiwan from head to toe to the dirt, right? Into the worms within the dirt, and then to the clay underneath the dirt. Right, like they want complete and utter control over Taiwan, and so the U.S. pretty much probably deleted this post simply because China probably saw that. Oh wait, guess what? They are like showing the flag of Taiwan. That means they are supporting Taiwan as its own sovereign nation, which means that oh no, you know. The United States is basically backstabbing China, right? And like this, the scary thing about this is that it goes to show you the influence of China on the United States, right? By the mere fact that a tweet of a tiny little flag image of Taiwan is enough to basically. Control things, right? Like to kind of like screw things around and all that kind of stuff, right? Because China just does not like Taiwan that much, right? Like you can see it, you know. Like another example of this is basically、uh, that pro wrestler
John Cena guy basically apologizing to China in Mandarin. Basically saying like, hey, I'm sorry for, you know, saying that Taiwan is a country. Like, how crazy is that, right? That goes to show you just how little respect the United States has for itself, for its people, for its basically uh, allies, for the people that they do business with, right? To the point where China is basically clapping the United States cheeks on the daily and then basically the U.S. can't do anything about it, right? Like, like this is a really bad situation no matter which way you, like, look at it, no matter which angle you look at it. It's like, it's... It's like it's more scary than anything because to see another country have so much influence or so much control over a massive country like the United States is insane, right? And it kind of goes to show you like it, it's not just the influence that China has in like media or Hollywood, that kind of stuff. It goes to show you the influence that they have in the political structure or hierarchy in the United States, right? This basically goes to show you that China is influencing the United States to a very heavy degree. So what do you do with this situation? Like, what do you do in this situation? Because this can get really bad really quickly, and here's the thing. Let's say that China ends up trying to invade Taiwan, which they're kind of like doing practices about that, kind of like testing, like basically also just testing their kind of like power and basically kind of like strutting their stuff, kind of like, hey, we're probably going to take over Taiwan pretty soon, right? What they do, if they try to do it, what is the U.S. going to do? Are we going to protect Taiwan? I highly doubt that. Because apparently the U.S. doesn't have a spine and is not willing to defend its allies, right? So I feel really bad for Taiwan. I feel scared for Taiwan because I feel like in probably not even a year's time, right? Maybe like eight months, nine months, Taiwan is going to be in a very dire situation. And the United States is basically probably just not going to comment on anything that's going on in there, right? You probably have the press secretary going to be like, oh, sorry, you know, we don't really uh, notice anything that's going on. Oh, like, oh, what do you mean, Taiwan? What's Taiwan? Right. It's like something absolutely crazy you could probably see happening. Right. Because at the rate that it's going, like, I mean, another example of just like the influence that China has when it comes toward Taiwan and the United States and all that kind of stuff and like, you know, massive entities against Taiwan is the WHO organization. Right, like the World Health Organization doesn't even deem Taiwan as like a legitimate place, right? Like they wouldn't even say it. They wouldn't even say the name Taiwan, right? And you could kind of like see who kind of owns the WHO or has like massive influence with the WHO because of the amount of money that is given to them by China, right? So the more research that you do about it, the more things that you end up looking about this kind of stuff, it kind of goes to show you just how much money can be an influencing factor. It's like basically 
the number one thing that like ends up infecting all of these different countries, all of these different organizations is money, right? Money is what's causing all these people to act really weird. Is money that's basically controlling all these different countries or all these massive organizations. So it's very interesting to see. But I really hope that Taiwan uh, ends up surviving because it's going to be pretty bad. Are you a fan of meat, but you don't actually want to eat meat? And if you're a fan of chicken, guess what? Apparently, Beyond Meat launches a meat-free chicken tenders in U.S. restaurants. Now, the reason why this is even worth talking about is that when it comes to like a business perspective, this could probably generate the company a lot of money. Now, the reason why this is such a big deal is because chicken, right, and specifically chicken tenders, is one of the most consumed fast food products, I believe, in the world, right? And everyone knows someone that loves to eat chicken tenders or loves just getting chicken tenders from like McDonald's or Burger King, and so on and so on. Like that's basically all they eat for some odd reason, right? So this could generate a lot of revenue. This could bring in a lot of people who are probably never interested in Beyond Meat are willing to try it, right? Now I'm not saying that it's going to be a good product or not, but I'm saying when it comes to like a financial perspective, this is a very smart move for them because one, it gives them another skew. It kind of like opens up their brand, their company to a brand new audience that would never even have looked. Their way, because there's just some people who are not burger people, just like there's some people who are not hot dog people, and there's some people who are just not chicken people, right? But you get into that zone, that's just more and more chances of someone basically stumbling upon what you have to offer and be like, you know what, I like that. You know what? Let me try this. You know, I like chicken tenders. Maybe I feel like I want to try to eat healthier, so maybe I'll try this because it has less meat or something. Because some people have that, you know, idea that eating meatless fake meat means that it's healthier, which it's not. Like technically speaking, Beyond Meat burgers are actually extremely unhealthy for you and are extremely high in calories compared to what they offer, compared to basically anything else. So, health-wise, Beyond Meat really isn't that great. But for the people who are like looking for, you know, a vegetarian alternative and all that kind of stuff, it's an option out there, right? So, if for some reason you're not eating meat, if for some reason you're not eating chickens, but you still want to have like the taste of a chicken, it might be worthwhile to go and try it. But again, the main thing is. This is probably a really, really good business, like move on Beyond Meat's side because let's face facts: they need to produce more products, sell more products, get more revenue to bump up their stock price, to make all their investors happy, so that they could keep on basically improving the public's perception of them. Basically, just scale and scale and scale as hard and as fast as they can, 
so that they could basically potentially do like, you know, a crazy, crazy massive sale, like, you know, the owners and all that kind of stuff and make a crazy amount of money. But let's get into the story. So Beyond Meat brought back a chicken offering to its product portfolio with the launch of plant-based chicken tenders on Thursday as the full meat maker looks to capitalize on booming demand for meat alternatives amid a shift toward healthy eating in the pandemic. But again, Beyond Meat is actually very unhealthy for the average person. So the company is launching the product in around 400 U.S. restaurants more than two years after it discontinued a frozen chicken strip offering due to negative reviews. Beyond Meat, known for its fall beef Beyond Burger, launched chicken strips as its first alternative meat product in 2012. Made out of faba beans and peas, the improved fall meat chicken tenders recipe has 14 grams of protein per serving, no cholesterol, and contains 40% less saturated fat than the leading food service chicken tender, Beyond Meat said in a statement. The move to reintroduce a chicken product follows a 26% drop in the company's U.S. food service revenue in the three months to April 3rd. Now, that's a pretty uh, significant drop in its uh, revenue. So in an interview with CNBC, Beyond Meat's chief executive, Ethan Brown, said the chicken tenders were price-keeping food service in mind and that the company planned to launch more chicken meat substitutes in the future. The timing of the launch with the reopening of the U.S. restaurants was a coincidence, he said. And like that being said, right, like you can see this, right? They're actually like uh, showing kind of basically the prices, right? You know, beyond burger, beyond beef, that kind of stuff, right? Beyond sausage. The prices for like beyond burger products are in the more premium side, right? So for the average like American that is probably living paycheck to paycheck, they're most likely not going to be able to even really be able to afford something like this. This is more so people who are making more so $50,000 plus per year, like individuals. Because the thing is, like, I mean, you just can't really afford to keep eating Beyond Burgers all the time, right? Like, it adds up. And also, it's not really healthy. And it has a high amount of calories. So they need to find different ways to obviously increase their revenue because a 26% drop in revenue is pretty massive. So Blissful Burgers, Detroit Wing Company, and Melt Bar and Grilled are some of the smaller chains and restaurants where the chicken tenders will be available on Thursday, the company said. Shares of the El Segundo, California-based company, which did not disclose whether the product would be sold at grocery stores, were up 1.3%. So again, this is something that they needed to do obviously to try to find a way to increase the revenues because again a 26% drop in revenue for you know a company that makes the majority of their money from basically grocery stores you know that's it's not good right it doesn't look good it's not boding well for the company investors that look at the company and see that kind of like revenue drop they're like eh should we keep putting money into this should we really keep holding this stock is it really worth that is it really worth the price that it's trading at? Probably not. So Beyond Meat, Beyond Burger, right, has to do something to keep investors interested, to get new investors to raise the stock price, to make some sort of, you know, news headline to basically bring more traffic to their company, all that kind of stuff, right? 
And the thing is, there's going to be more and more alternatives out there as time goes on. And really, more so than anything, right? More so than anything when it comes to like items in a grocery store, people care about the price first and foremost, right? People care about the price, then they care about the brand, right? So you have to have a price that is reasonable enough to where like a common person would just be like, you know, kind of like window shopping, just like walk by the item and be like, oh, okay, I'll just grab this without even like thinking about the price, right? Then they have to be so accustomed to your brand to basically be like, yeah, you know, that's that's the only option that I could pick, right? Like that's the only thing I'm, I'm even remotely familiar with. So yeah, I got to pick that one other than all the other ones, right? That's why the marketing needs to be on point, but then the pricing needs to be on point. Those are like the two biggest factors for this to really have like a big impact. And if they get the marketing correct about their chicken tenders and they get the pricing correct, if they were to introduce it to the grocery store chains, then they can make it really worthwhile. That being said, who knows what they're going to end up doing, but it's going to be interesting. Hopefully it's actually low in calories. Hopefully, you know, it's actually worthwhile for people to actually get. Hopefully it actually tastes good so that people could actually enjoy it because you should try to enjoy the food that you end up eating. By the way, if you stumble upon this, feel free to give your thoughts or share this with someone else because... I mean, do you think this is a good option for you or someone else? Personally, if you were to actually look at the ingredients on a Beyond Burger, it is super unhealthy. And I don't think anyone can really uh, justify promoting it in a health context. But in alternative context, yeah, you can. Do you like fast food? And do you like fast food enough that you would stop for it during a police chase where you end up getting arrested? Well, apparently a woman did exactly this. So a woman stops for fast food during a police chase and then gets arrested. Like, you can't even make something up like that, right? Like, you would never even see that in, like, a movie or a show, or like on like some show like South Park or Family Guy or something like that, right? So the Hamburglar would not be impressed. A Massachusetts woman stopped at a McDonald's drive-thru in the middle of a wild police chase and went from the golden arches to silver handcuffs, police said. Johanna Gardell, 38, stole a commercial pickup truck Tuesday morning and took Worcester police on a wild chase during which she hit and dragged an officer and crashed into a couple of police cruisers, a press release stated. She was ordering chicken nuggets, and they actually held her up, the truck owner Raymond James Simoncini told Boston.com. The officers called ahead to hold her and slow down the line. She is now facing a supersized list of traffic violations and criminal charges, including assault and battery. Ooh, Lord. So Gardell apparently had hopped into a pickup truck used for Simonsonese Restoration Company near Lake Avenue at just before 9 a.m. and drove away, police reports. 
By the time police caught up with her using Simonesi's GPS to track down the truck, Gardell had already hit another vehicle, police said. An officer approached the truck on foot, Bargell, Gardell drove away, and the Worcester Police Department said in a press release. So then the officer got back into his cruiser and followed her at a low rate of speed, but she did not stop, the release stated. Gardell sped up and went through red lights, prompting police to back off. The officer deactivated his lights and sirens and stopped following her for safety reasons, the release said. When she hit traffic on Main Street, she went around, stopped cars, and hit a van in the oncoming lane, police said. And at this point, two officers working in detail and another officer in the area approached the vehicle in an attempt to extract Miss Gardell, Worcester police said. She backed up the vehicle at a high rate of speed and struck a cruiser behind her and knocked down and dragged one of the detail officers. The officer, who wasn't identified, suffered non-life-threatening injuries and was taken to a local hospital, according to authorities. In a video obtained by CBS, Boston shows the truck barreling through a construction site close to workers who tried to unsuccessfully to stop her. The cops finally caught up to Gardell at the McDonald's, but the chase still wasn't over. When two police cars approached her, she hit one of them and tried to go off-road, but ended up stuck in some mulch. Police stated, wow, caught by mulch. So officers approached the vehicle and were able to pull her out of it while she fought and struggled, the release stated. Simone told Boston.com she claimed the truck was hers. She was planning to plead not guilty. The website stated, see, here's the thing. You cannot plead not guilty in a situation like this. Like, you literally almost ran over a cop. You hit a cop car. You hit multiple cars. You endangered the life of many people. You stole the vehicle that you're driving in. And you were so crazy that you stopped in the middle of a police chase to get fast food. And in the end, the thing that stops you is mulch, right? I feel like you should just kind of like give up at that situation and be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I screwed up. Just be like that because there's no way you're going to try to fight this. Like, I mean, this is absolutely insane. I mean, feel free to uh, give your thoughts if you stumble upon this episode. Share this with someone who just kind of wants, you know, a laugh in their day because (sighs) this is a sad situation. And the thing that I see is a lot of times when people end up doing like crimes kind of like this or whatever where they like they steal something not necessarily just this super odd crazy uh car chase thing but like i think when someone who's committing the crime and that crime is more so along the lines of like theft which she like stole the car is most likely because one she's probably crazy she probably has like mental health issues and all that kind of stuff. But then also, she's probably very poor, right? Or like she needs to make money doing something. And I feel that one of the best ways to avoid people from like committing crimes is for people to get like a really good understanding of their money, right? Because if you have a really good financial foundation, 
it is much more unlikely that you will end up doing something that will cause your life harm, right? Like, for example, a guy probably isn't going to sell drugs on the side of the street if he's able to not live paycheck to paycheck, right? A guy is most likely not going to rob a store if he could make enough money to live a decent life, right? Like, they're not even going to, like, think about that if they're able to provide for themselves and then also manage their money. Now, that's obviously, you can't paint that with, like, a whole broad brush because they're just, you know, there's some people who are just crazy. There's some people who are just evil. There's some people who just want to go and try to make quick money, even if it's super illegal. But that being said, a lot of people can avoid unnecessary circumstances by simply having a very good, strong financial foundation. And if you need help managing your money or like basically mastering your money so you never get into the position in your life to where you're even considering doing something so stupid like stealing a truck, go down below in the description and learn the secret to mastering your money because anyone can do it at any income level and it's a very simple process that literally anyone can do, right? Because there's no reason why someone should ever be in a situation like this, right? Like there's no reason, right? Now, I think this is more so along the lines of her just being kind of nuts and probably wanting drugs or something, but it could be another situation or another factor where she's super poor or she has no control over money and she's basically just relying on this. But hey, she's trying to buy, you know, fast food with some sort of money. So who knows what's going on, right? But either way, still absolutely crazy. But we'll see what happens in the future. And feel free to give your thoughts because... uh. I bet you never really thought about someone uh, stopping for fast food during a police chase. Because again, said this in the start of the episode, you can't even make that up. Wells Fargo is reportedly closing all personal lines of credits. So let's get into the story. So Wells Fargo is shutting down all existing personal lines of credit and is not offering The consumer lending product anymore, CNBC reported on Thursday, citing letters from the bank. So the product, which usually gave users $3,000 to $100,000 in revolving credit lines, was pitched as a way to consolidate higher interest credit card debt, pay for home renovations, or avoid overdraft fees on linked checking accounts, the report said. Uh, Customers have been given a 60-day notice that their accounts will be shuttered according to the report. So Wells Fargo did not immediately respond to a Reuters request for comment, and the move comes more than a year after the bank suspended home equity loans given the economic uncertainty fueled by the COVID-19 pandemic. So the fallout from the pandemic also prompted the bank to stop providing loans to a majority of its independent auto dealer customers last year. So that's actually pretty crazy when you really think about it, because this is uh, this is pretty nuts when you uh, start to think about what's happening. Now, let's face facts. Wells Fargo is a trash bank. It is a trash bank. It is one of the worst banks ever. They have been caught doing a lot of super shady, 
super illegal things to their customers, right? Like it is horrible, right? So this is actually a good thing in the long term sense that like there's going to be less and less people dealing with them, but at the same time, you know, this is the thing. No one should be having that type of line of credit. You should not be going into debt like that. You definitely should not be going to debt to a bank like Wells Fargo. So if you're having problems with mastering your money, where like you're living paycheck to paycheck, or you're with a whole bunch of debt of all kinds, go down below and learn the secret to mastering your money so you would never have to deal with a shady bank like Wells Fargo and not even deal with any of this credit line nonsense. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.